Amen. Amen. God is good. Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 9, or actually Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse 9 together. We're doing a series, in case this is your first weekend here with us, we're doing a series on the Lord's Prayer. And really what we're learning is how to talk to God. Now prayer in its simplest, in our purest understanding is simply that, isn't it? It's just talking to God. But the Bible does acknowledge that sometimes we have trouble, for whatever reason, talking to God. Amen? Sometimes we don't know how to talk to God. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 says, Sometimes there's things... Now, Romans is really talking about sometimes it's not that you have never spent time with God or that you don't know how to talk to God, but sometimes I'm at a loss for words. Amen? And Romans 8 talks about that. Sometimes I have to ask God to give me the words to say. And so what we're recognizing is that on whatever level it is, we need help praying. Amen. We need help knowing how to talk to God. So we're studying the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer was never intended to be just a group of words that you say over and over again without thinking about those words. Many of us have been taught that and we have to be kind of maybe reprogram our thinking with God's help. That That's not what the Lord's Prayer is. It's not just some words to say, but God gave it to us as a model, as an example for us to learn how to come before God when we're talking to Him in prayer. So let's read the Lord's Prayer together in Matthew 6 verses 9 through 13. Let me read and you just follow along as I read. It says, pray then, Jesus said, pray then in this way. Our Father, we talked about last week, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now last week... We focused on the first part of Matthew 6, verse 9. He said, pray then in this way, our Father. We talked about when we pray, we are praying to praise God, our Heavenly Father. Amen. I hope that as I say that, I hope that as you read that, I hope that as you maybe even say the words prayer, you'll never think of it again. You'll think of what we talked about last time, that God is my Father and He is my Father in the heavens. Wow. It's awesome. I hope you'll never read that and go by that ever again. Our Father who is in heaven, but this is our focus for this week. Hallowed be your name. We're talking about praying to a God like no other. And really what we're talking about is we could have called this message praying to a holy God. Now, as I say praying to a holy God, that's a little bit of a challenge for many of us. In fact, it almost takes, an, it takes on an unhealthy fear for many of us. When we think about the holiness of God, many of our backgrounds were backgrounds as such that really, in, in a sense, overemphasize that understanding. Maybe in an unhealthy or in a wrong kind of way. Listen, friends, God is holy. Amen. You should say amen. That should just burst out of you. God is holy. Amen. And I hope that after this message, you're going to even more strongly say, based on what we understand about God, amen, amen. He is like no other. God is holy, 
And we should have a, maybe a, I'll put it in quotes, a fear, but maybe better said, a reverence or to be in awe of Him. But many of us were taught that God could never have anything to do with us, right? Many of us were taught that God is so big, whatever this holy idea means, that God is so separate, so different from us that He would never have anything to do with us. And maybe, just maybe, if we talk to some of His best people, that many churches call saints, if we talk to His best people, maybe, just maybe, they'll put in a good word for us And maybe, just maybe, that God will have something to do with us. And God is seen as almost like a big bully that we could never please. And we primarily just want to avoid, if we're honest, right? We primarily just want to stay away from Him because we know we could never be around Him. But if that has been your impression of God, can I share with you, it is not correct. That is not the biblical image of God. God is a holy God. Say it again. Amen. Amen. God is a holy God. But I want to understand what that really means. The Bible says when we're praying to a holy God, we are praying to a God who is like no other. And I want us to think about that first. The Bible says there is no one like the Lord. We mentioned this last week when we talked about God being our heavenly Father. But we need to continue to develop that as we think about hallowed be your name. Now, if you did grow up hearing about the Lord's Prayer throughout your life, you've probably most often heard that in the King James translation, the King James Version of the Bible. And that is, hallowed be your name. Actually, I said it a couple weeks ago when I read it, I accidentally said, hallowed be your name. We say that, don't we? There's no word as hallowed. I mean, why did I say that? Because that's how we've heard it said, right? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, right? We've heard it so much that we think of it that way. And that's the way it's translated in the King James translation. And actually, the translation that we read out of, as we study together on the weekends, it put it that way. I think probably the reason those translators chose to put it that way is because it is so familiar to all of us as we've grown up and heard that terminology. Maybe you've never thought about it, or maybe you have thought about it and thought, what does hallowed mean? Amen. What does hallowed mean? I mean, the only thing that even remotely sounds like is couldn't be farther from the point. The only thing I know that uses hallow is Halloween, right? What on earth? That's weird, right? What on earth does that have to do with God? I don't use the word hallowed very often. That's the point. Certainly not hallowed. Amen. The word hallowed is probably better translated in other ways. Because I don't know if you realize it, but the King James Bible was translated into English in 1611. And so most of us do not speak Elizabethan Shakespearean English, right? And so that's why sometimes we have trouble understanding those older translations. Maybe it would be better translated, may your name be, listen, get the sense of these words. Hallowed be your name. May your name be honored. Amen. Right? See, when I say hallowed be your name, it's harder for me to say amen because I don't know what hallowed means, right? But honored be your name. I can say amen to that. Amen. Sanctified. Now, that's another big word, but it's a word that you probably need to understand. The word sanctified is a biblical word. It means to be set apart, to be special. Let your name 
Be sanctified. It means something that is consecrated. Again, that's a religious terminology, but consecrated means this is something special. God, let your name be different. Let your name be special. Let your name be set apart and sacred. Let your name, really the word is holy, right? And so it's appropriate for us to use the word God is holy. And we need to understand that. My fear and my concern is, as your pastor, that many times we say religious words, but we don't really think about what they actually literally mean and how they impact our lives. So the word in in clearest English to me is, God, your name is set apart. God, your name is different. Amen? God, your name is, let's just say, your name is special. There is no one like you. There is no one like your name. It is holy. Many of you have heard me share before that in our house, many times, our girls and Shannon, they're really good bakers. And a lot of times they'll be going, we'll be going to a growth group event or maybe we'll have me a Thanksgiving meal or something like that. And Shannon will make like, you know, like just like awesomeness in a dish. Amen. And you just like walk in and say, oh man, I'm going to get me some of that. Amen. And then all of a sudden she puts this really mean letter on there, really sticker on there that says holy. And that's just unfair. You know why? Because that means back off, buddy. That means this ain't yours. That means This is not, there's lots of cookies around here. There's lots of food around here. There's been some other baking. You've saw some brownies last week, but these are different. These are not like others in our house. These are special. They've been reserved for a very important purpose. And the Lord's Prayer expresses a desire for God's name to be seen that way. God's name should be that. God's name should be These are not just any cookies. These are not just any brownies. These have been designated for a specific honorable purpose. Why is that? Well, if you think about it, a name represents a person, doesn't it? Think about somebody you know. Think about somebody's name that you know. I hope, (laughs) please don't tell me, but I hope that when you hear the name Robbie Lankford, when you hear the name Pastor Robbie, I hope smiles come. I hope something pleasant happens in your spirit, in your heart. Amen. But it could be a growl. It could be a gruff, right? It could be a, you know, it could be, I don't know. You know what I mean? Your face could go sideways. That name in and of itself doesn't mean anything, but that name represents a person, right? So when we talk about a name, a name is important. And especially back in Bible times, in Bible times to the Jewish people, your name was very important. In fact, they didn't just name people. They didn't just say, hey, in 2017, what's the most popular girls' names? What's the most popular? They didn't say in 2017 BC, what's the most popular girls' names? What's the most popular guys' names? They didn't say that. They said, listen, we want this name to represent, it could be something about your birth, about the circumstances of you being conceived in terms of that you were a miracle or that you were a great blessing from God. It could be a hope that they were expressing that your life was going to go about a certain way or that there was going to be a theme to your life. And so in the Bible, in, 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 in Bible times, your name in a much deeper way represented you. It represented your life. So listen... When we're saying, God, we desire that your name 
be holy. We're saying, God, we desire that you be special. Amen? That you be known as special. We, we desire that you would be famous and that you would be famous for good things because unfortunately today, God is famous for things He never did, right? God is famous for things that aren't good sometimes. God, we desire that wonderful being that we know, Almighty God, we desire that you be known and that you be known as the wonderful God that you are. God is holy. God is different to the max. Brownies, in a sense, can be little H, holy. But God is capital H. And actually, Isaiah 6 verse 3 says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The the number three was a number of completion to the Jewish people. That's a way of saying, God, you are different. You are unique. Do you see? I struggle with the words. Amen. Are you thinking of some words right now? How could you describe God? He's not like us. Amen. Can we say that? He's not like us to the third power. Amen. Like to the max. I can't say it anymore. God is different. There's other things that are different. There's other things that are special, but God is different. God is special. He's unlike any other. I wonder if there is someone here who is searching for that. Amen. Haven't we all been searching our whole lives for something? And really, friends, if I could be more specific, we've been searching for someone. In fact, maybe some of you know that because, because of the relationships that you're pursuing. You're, you're allowing yourself to be hurt many times by people that are not healthy, that are not good for your life because you're looking for someone. You know that. There is someone that I'm supposed to know, that I'm supposed to be connected with, I'm supposed to be identified. Friends, we are trying to take creation and put it in the place of the one that just, he's, he's, he's above everything else. He, he's, nothing else matches. Your hobby might be fun, but guess what? It'll never be enough to satisfy your soul. Your job may be great, it may be fulfilling, fulfilling, but guess what? It will never be enough. Your spouse, you may have a wonderful relationship, but listen, you are trying to make God's creation in the place of the one that no one was ever meant to fill. Even on their best days, they're going to come up short. They can't help but do that. And on our worst days, we actually are sinners. We do wrong things and we can actually be unhealthy for each other. The Bible says, the Lord's prayer reminds us there is no one else like the Lord. Holy, hallowed is your name. Amen. And we need to realize that whether we recognize it or not, God is that. God is different and special and unlike and unique like no other. But in this prayer, we are expressing our own desire for that to be true. Amen? Isn't that what we're saying? So let's talk about that. God, not only are you different, but God, I want to treat you like that. I want you to treat you as special in my own life. In this prayer, it says, as some translations, some of your translations, may your name be kept holy. And listen, I can't say, Lord, I want you to be seen as special and holy and different unless it's the intention of my heart, right? 
I can't say, God, may you be holy. May you be seen as special by the rest of the world unless I want that to happen in my life. So let's think about that. How do we make God holy and special in our own lives? Well, maybe let's think about it from a different direction. How is God not treated special in our world today? Write these things down. First of all, His name is taken lightly. God's not seen as special. We may say in in heart, in desire, in motivation, yes, I desire for God to be special, but are we really treating Him special? His name is taken lightly. First of all, His name is used generically. Many times the word God is taken from uppercase to lowercase and applied to many other beings that we call little g gods. Now why is that a big deal? Because He alone is that. There are no other gods besides Him. Amen? The Lord alone is God. There are no other real beings that should be given God's designation. Secondly, His name is used loosely. How many people, even us, as God's children, use God's name loosely? You say, oh no, Pastor Robbie, I would never use God's name in a curse word. Okay? But if you, if you hear a girlfriend, a friend of yours, that got a really good deal at the mall, do you say, oh my God, that's crazy. You got a deal like that? Do you say to somebody who's doing a hard job, my God, you do that every day? Honestly, I, I have a hard time even giving you those examples. Because his name is special. Basically, we use God's name as a common exclamation. God has become an exclamation point for us many times. God's name is the most important, but most abused name in all of human history. Isn't that incredible? Whoever stumps their toe and says, Buddha. Whoever stumps their toe and says, Mohammed. But people stump their toe and say, Jesus Christ. People hit their finger with a hammer and cry out, Jesus' name. Did you know that the Jewish people in Bible times would not say the proper name of God? In Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, God said, this is my name. And he gave four letters, Y-H-W-H. That's how it's transliterated from Hebrew over into English. Four consonants. They did not even put vowels with those consonants so it could not be pronounced. Now they came up with some other words that they could use because we gotta, we got to talk about him, right? We've got to somehow designate who we're referring to when we're talking about God. But they were so respectful of God that they took that name that he said is my name. In a sense, his proper name, if you want to put it that way. And they said, we're going to leave that name alone. And why is that? Was it just because God made up a law, we can't say that name? Was it just because my church says we can't say that? The reason is because they saw that that name represented the greatest being in all the universe. When we are talking about the Lord, almost every time we say His name, we should pause, shouldn't we? Almost every time you say His name, just like that Lord's Prayer, you say, Heavenly Father, our Father, as soon as you think of that, things should flood in. Whenever we are talking about the Lord or talking to the Lord, His name should just flood with all that He is. It should be like a precious 
jewel that we're saying, this is so special. This is so precious. I've been very fortunate over my lifetime to keep all my grandparents for a while, except for one grandparent. One of my granddads died when I was about 14 years of age. But uh, my other three grandparents I've had for the last, I don't know how many years, 30 years. Uh, until the last five or 10 years or so. And, and just slowly through the last five or 10 years, I've lost those last three grandparents. But recently, my mom, we were visiting, and uh, she said, Rob, you know, um, my mom and dad, they had some special things. And what I'm doing right now is I'm giving all the grandkids, all the great-grandkids, just some special things that uh, your grandparents have. And so here's some things that I want you to have. Now, we were driving back from Georgia, and we have a lot of luggage, and it's about, what, 1,200 miles, and so there's a lot of potholes and things like that. And so my grandparents had a 50th wedding anniversary a few years ago. My mom gave me the bell for that 50th wedding anniversary. Some of y'all thought I was giving away a free printer today, and I... (laughs) That is precious to me. That, that reminds me of some really awesome things. My family, my grandparents, 50 years. Wow, praise God. So I took all those things and I put them in a box and I put all this to make sure that this special thing did not get broken. Now some of you are like, what are you going to do with it now, right? For the rest of the service, I'm going to place it right here, okay? And hope that it doesn't get broken. What's the point? When you have something precious, you say, whoa, wow. I'm going to take care of that, right? I'm going to treat it very, very special. The Bible tells us that, doesn't it? We know that. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. Isn't it one of the Ten Commandments? You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You should not treat God's name lightly. It should have weight. It should be heavy. It should not be thrown around. The Bible says, friends, listen, we need to be very careful about using God's name loosely. Many times God's name is misrepresented. People call themselves Christians. Groups of people call themselves churches and they say things that they say that God is about or at least they live their lives and give the impression that those are things that, are God, that God is about, but they are not representing God at all. In fact, many times, those of us who call ourselves Christians are actually not just not representing God. We are actually misrepresenting God. That is not treating God's name and reputation well. And then His name is used as a curse word. If you curse, if you struggle with cursing, I hope that the Lord continues to help you to deal with that. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. If you're a believer, you need to ask the Lord to help you to, to honor Him with how you speak to other people. But friends, can I say something? If you are using the Lord's name in cursing, it needs to stop right now. You don't need to work on it. You don't need to pray about it. You need to stop right now. I don't know who we think we are. I was on a roof one time, roofing with some guys. I was uh, working through seminary, and so I had a part-time job in construction. 
And those guys, they were just new on the job. They didn't know who I was. I was just sitting there in my regular work clothes. And man, they were just all over the place with the Lord's name. I just kept hammering those shingles. I said, hey boys, take a look over the edge of that roof. We're about 40 feet up in the, in the air. I'd be careful how I use His name. Amen? <laughs> now, I do want to say I'm careful about correcting people because my air is not too clean to breathe. And so we need to be careful about that. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But if there's one place that we might say, let's be thoughtful about that language, it would be with the Lord's name. It should be treated as special. He's big, but He's also wonderful, isn't He? So His name is taken lightly, but secondly, His gifts are many times taken lightly. What do I mean by that? Have you heard someone use the phrase, nothing is sacred today? Have you heard somebody say that before? Usually we mean, it feels like there's nothing special anymore. It feels like there's nothing private anymore. Nothing that is kind of intimate or that is like the deepest part of your heart that you wouldn't share with other people. But really, when we say that, we're actually speaking truth. What we're saying is, there are some special things. There are some really special things that we have in our life. By the way, let's make the connection. What we're saying is there are things that God has given to us. There are things that God has given to us. That's why they feel sacred, right? That's why they feel special. They feel protected. There's some things we may not say in any group of people because they are sacred in a sense. But many times things are no longer thought of or treated in that way. I'm going to be very honest with you. It's intriguing to me that what we call the F word is almost universally seen as the worst curse word. Most people are fairly okay with using cursing, but they save that one. Have you, have you noticed that? We save that word for when we're around the boys. Right? I don't want to say that around my mom. Right? Sorry, mom. I said all the others, but I don't want to say that one. Right? We don't want to say it around women. The guys might say that. We don't want to say that around the children. So they reserve it for special groups of people or they reserve it for special emphasis. Have you noticed that? Man, you really made me mad now. I'm bringing out this word, right? Have you noticed that? If you, if you watch other people, that is the word that they bring out and say, man, man, I really mean business now. But have you thought about what that word represents? It represents or refers to sex. And the sexual relationship is supposed to be special. And we know that, don't we? But we have made it very not special. We have made it crude. We have made it ordinary. And whether we realize it or not, that is a tactic of the enemy. Because he knows that is a gift, friends. That is a gift of God to us. Those sacred things are special, wonderful things that God has given to us. And especially the sexual relationship represents the highest possible union that you can have with another human being. And it's not just physical. In every way. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, and it represents really in a great way our union, our communion with God. And so the enemy has taken a gift of God and we treat it lightly. We are not seeing God's stuff as special. And finally, we take God's name lightly, not in a special way when He is not given His rightful place 
in our lives, when God is ignored, when God is not followed in our lives, when there is sin in our lives, we are not making God special or as special as He should be when there is a sin that we know about and we keep in our lives. Friends, listen. If you're praying, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. It should immediately make you think, is there anything in my life that is not honoring to God? Because He's a special God. And I want Him to be special in my life. God, is there any way in my life that I'm not giving you that rightful place? Because if that's the case, if I am harboring something in my life that is dishonoring to Him, by definition, He is not as special as He should be. He is not as holy. Certainly, He's not the most holy. Because I've given something else higher precedent in my life than God. Now, we all struggle with that, don't we? And we will till the day we die. But if there's something in your life right now that you know is not honoring to God, you should say, God, you are special. And I am bothered about this, and I ask you to help me with it. Amen? Amen? So our point is this. If I'm praying like the heart of the Lord's Prayer and taking God seriously, treating God as special, I will first of all take His name seriously. I will take His gifts, the things He's given to me, seriously. And I will most of all take Him seriously. But there's one more thing I want us to talk about in this verse. The more that I myself am seeking to make Him special, are you doing that right now? To some degree, in some measure, are you moving towards God being more prominent in your life? Amen? Let me give you some, because that was a little bit challenging what we just talked about. I hope I can encourage you. Are you closer to God today than you were last year this time? Praise the Lord. Amen? He's getting a little bit better spot. Amen? He used to be kind of in a shaky spot, but he was close. But now I'm moving him to to a closer spot in my life. Amen? So you should be encouraged. But the more that we do that, the more we're going to desire to see that happen all throughout the earth. Isn't that really the sense of this prayer? May your name be special. That, that certainly talks about me, doesn't it? If I'm concerned about the rest of the world, the rest of you, the rest of the world, then certainly it should start here. But really, the broader sense of that sounds like, Lord, let your name be distinct and different. What does that sound like? Everywhere. Amen? God, I'm asking you that you would be special, different, that you would be, by the way, He is, but that He would be known, right? His name. That He would be known as different. That He would be seen and recognized as different throughout all the earth. The question is, how will that happen? How can I be a part of making sure that God is seen for who He really is? Write this down, first of all, through our prayers. We can pray for that to happen. Isn't that what's happening in the Lord's Prayer? God, our Father who's in heaven, I pray that your name would be recognized, that you would be recognized for who you really are. God alone can do that in somebody's life. I can't make people recognize God. Amen? I can't make people give God a special place in their own life. But I can pray for God to do that. Amen? Secondly, through our witness by example. How can I help bring about that God will be seen as holy and special and different Listen, we're all sitting here. We're we're at the Civic Center. We're at the 
we're at the, 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 the Lake George fireworks. There's this big crowd. You're at the Red Sox-Yankees game at Fenway Park. There's this big crowd. Everybody just kind of blending in and God just kind of rises up. Now, he's the, he's the one here. He's the one here. He's the main one. Amen? He, he's the one we came for. How can that happen? By our example. As we witness to the Lord. Listen, friend. As you make the decision that we just talked about, as you make the decision to more and more treat God as precious, to treat God as special in your life, other people are going to see that. Amen? Are some of you seeing that? As as your family sees you giving God His rightful place in your heart, you're spending time with Him. You're, You're getting involved with church. You're serving the Lord. You're giving to His work. Your, your language is being adjusted. Your, your attitude is getting better at home. As people see that, then they are drawn to what? Hey, maybe I need the Lord in my life. Amen? Maybe that's why some of you are here right now. I hope because you've seen some people in this church family or you've seen some people at your job. Isn't that wonderful? That right now, some of you are here because of somebody that doesn't even know affected your life. I hope that's encouraging to you. Because there's a lot of people running around that you're impacting that you don't even know about. But the Lord knows. Amen? Amen. So how can I make a difference in other people giving God His rightful place? Well, living it out. In my family, in my life, in my circles of influence. But listen, we got to take it a step further. Through our witness by words. We can talk about the Lord. We can talk about His goodness. We can talk about what He can do for other people. Friends, listen. Can I just tell you something? This is why I'm a pastor. This is why I'm a pastor. Listen, I am not ministerial. I'm not pastoral. I don't, I don't do very well in pastoral like meetings and things. like. I, I just don't feel... I'm just a person. Amen? I'm just a regular guy. But I love the Lord. Amen? I love the Lord. And, and, and like Jeremiah said, he's like a fire shut up in my bones. How could I possibly not say something about him? Amen? And to whatever extent God has called you to do that, it may not be the same expression that God has given for my life. But God has called each one of us to somehow, some way. Listen, I agree. I agree. Show it first. Okay? Because some Christians... Share a lot, but show little. And that doesn't work very good. Amen? Very well. Show it. Tear that up. Show it. Show it. But at some point, we've got to share it. We've got to talk about the Lord. Can I, can I share something with you? Here's a, here's a, here's a sidetrack that many Christians get on. Many Christians, when they say, I have a desire for God to be honored in this world. Listen to me. This is very important. Many Christians take a subtle detour right there that goes in a very bad direction. They say, I desire for, me, for God to be honored in this world, and I want to tell people about that. So you know what they do? They run around telling other people how sinful they are. They run around judging and condemning other people all the time and pointing out all their flaws. And so the world sees us as just a bunch of critical, bad attitude people representing God. There is a time to sometimes deal with the fact that there is sin in someone's life. 
But you know what? Primarily the Bible talks about when we're dealing, when we're correcting other people, you know who the Bible generally gives that we're correcting? Each other. Not people who don't know the Lord. The people that we might want to say, hey, you might want to think about that. Hey, let's think about that. Let's be careful. Let's, let's, hey, let, can I help you go in a different direction? Or, or even to say, you know what? That's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. That leans more towards God's people, not the people of the world. We should not primarily be known as, yeah, I'm fighting for God. I mean, I'm mad about it. Amen? If I really strongly desire for God to be honored, then I will go out in grace and truth like He did, share His good news, live it in front of others, and invite them into that relationship as well. If God's people will do more of that, I'm convinced more people are moving in the direction of giving God a special place in their life. Even giving their lives to Him. Many times we use it as a cop-out. Yeah, we're passionate for God. We're telling people like it is. Man, doesn't that make you want to give your life to Jesus? There's a lot of people who don't want to have anything to do with God because we're acting that way. Now, I'm thankful. I don't see a lot of that attitude here at New Hope. But we need to be careful. Because really what it is is pride that slips in. It's spiritualized pride. We think we're being God's servants when we're really just kind of being kind of just not very nice and kind of putting ourselves above other people when we don't deserve to be in that spot. Because if there's anything good about my life, It is all because of what God has done in it. I'm thankful that I have a father. And he is the one who is in the heavens. And he and his name and all that he's about, he's different than anyone I've ever met. Amen? And can I share with you, friend, if you're seeking today, I'm like 20, I don't even know how many years, 30 years into it, something like that. 32, actually. But anyway, the longer it goes, the better he gets. It's not like I say, oh, I was a kid, I gave my life to Jesus. I didn't know that. I mean, there's some things that you learn. But he's not coming up shorter. He's coming up bigger the more I get to know him. And people who've been further down the road than me say, even further down the road, He's still even better. You can give your life to Him. You can give Him that special place that He is the most precious one in your life. I want to ask you to think about that for just a minute. Let's pray together. For those of you who know the Lord, Pastor Matt's going to lead a song here, a song of worship. And I just want you to spend some time with the Lord and talk with Him about the place that He has in your life. Is it truly a desire of your heart that holy, different, special is His name? Is He? And as many of us believers are thinking about that, is there somebody in this room right now that like the... 40, 50, 55 people this week at Vacation Bible School, you need to make a decision. 
never given God the most special place in my life. He's kind of important. He matters to me. I think about Him. I talk to Him some. I I come to church. But I've never given Him my life. I've never made Him the King. He's not sitting on the throne. I've never been forgiven for my sins. I don't know if I'm right with Him. The most precious expression of holy be Your name, God. God, I give my life to you right now. I give you the most special place. Would you ask him right now, dear Jesus, would you come into my life, forgive me for my sins, and take your place as the king of my life. Thank you, God, for saving me, becoming my heavenly father. This is our prayer. Pastor Matt leads us. Would you continue to worship?